I've been thinking about my favorite Torah portion. You know, the one you say I'm obsessed with? You are quite obsessed with it. We were talking about a certain idol made out of a precious metal. We are! It's the golden calf! Yes! And I'm Seth, and welcome to the Golden Podcast. One story, two friends, infinite understandings. So, Seth. Yes, Emmy. Last time we were talking, you Mm -hmm. asked me who my favorite character was in the Golden Calf. And you promised me that you would let me know who your favorite character is. So who is it? Uh, it's like this random Israelite who's like <laughs> in the background. During... Israelite number 42. That's right. He has a walk-on part, but it's enough. He has one line left to get on his <laughs> side card. <laughs> uh, no, well, my favorite character in the story is Aaron. I think Aaron is awesome. Really? Yeah. Tell me more. I think Aaron... Aaron is like in the no-win situation. Mm. First of all, let's go back a bit. Okay. Aaron is Moses' older brother, and who gets all the glory here? Oh, God. Moses. I would hate to live in that shadow. Right? I mean, ultimately, later on, like way back, we don't know, like spoiler alert, Aaron becomes the high priest. But still, Aaron is just his brother and his helper. Like he goes and and, uh, goes with him to Pharaoh and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So now... It's like Moses comes to Aaron and says, Aaron, I got to go talk to God for 40 days. You're in charge. You stay here. I'm out of here. And it's like, what? He's got to babysit. Yeah. He's got to babysit this unruly group of former slaves who don't know what's going on. And Moses is like, I'm going to commune with God. You're in charge. Do you think he really took that much time to, like, hang out with God? Or was it, like, a spa situation? Going to get some mud masks? Going to be away from them? Going to have some me time? Like, he just went out? He's yeah. like, I'm going to talk to God, yeah. doing air quotes, and be like, just, like, ran off and yeah, exactly. found some hot springs. I mean, I wouldn't blame him. And then he's like, I better, maybe I better carve some tablets just to make it seem <laughs> like I was doing something all this time. Could be, could be. But if we assume that it was actually okay, if we assume we go with the story, then yeah, yeah. So he there he is, like in this this situation of being in charge of all these people, not really having that responsibility before. And then what happens? The people come to him and they want him to build a golden calf. And what else is he gonna say? No. I I guess he could said no. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure he felt pressure. He wanted to keep calm. He he wanted to. Show Moses he could do a good job. He wanted to not have a riot on his hands, even though he might have thought this is not the right thing to do. This is wrong. It's violating our developing theology. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to create an idol and put the people at rest. It's hard to be a people pleaser. It is, but we all want to be. I don't know if we could say Everyone wants to be a people pleaser. Oh, you don't want to be, Emmy? You're not a people pleaser? I'm saying I do. And it sounds like maybe. Do you? I said Aaron's my favorite guy, so I do, I do. But maybe not all of our listeners. 
No, not everybody is a uh, is a people pleaser. But we can understand that motivation that we don't like to say no. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say no. And we don't like doing it, even though ultimately we know it's probably better for us to say no and draw those boundaries. And we want to please people. So I, I can I can sympathize with Aaron. That's sort of why I, I think he's one of my favorite characters. And then later on in the story, when Moses comes down and says, Aaron, what is going on? And Aaron's just like, uh, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. They said, build me an idol. I collected their gold. I threw it in the fire. And then this idol popped out like he had nothing to do with it. But I don't think so. I think on the one hand, you can read that and say, like, Aaron, what's going on? Like, he's dodging responsibility. He's not taking ownership. On the other hand, I, I see it's the same motivation. He just wants to please Moses. Like, he had wanted to do a good job mm-hmm. at this task that was probably way above his pay grade. And so he, he fudged the response. He just wanted to make everybody happy. And that's something that I can sympathize with. Me too. Yeah. And that often has put me in a tricky situation. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting a lot better at it. But hmm, tell me about some of these tricky situations. <laughs> Don't you want to hear how I'm getting better? Um... <laughs> First start low and then go high. <laughs> Finding myself in sort of impossible situations like where I'm trying to please a moving target for example or recognizing that like whatever I do I just can't make this person happy and ultimately having to turn around and be like okay what's good for me that's a tricky situation Mm -hmm. and being able I'm so much better now at being like hey what's good for me that's important I don't know if that gave you as many like juicy details or drama that you were hoping for. No, I wanted more drama, but I'll go with that, I guess. <laughs> You'll have to settle. Okay. I can't, I can't please You don't everybody. want to please me? Yeah, I can't tell please me everybody. All these juicy details. But yeah, I think that that's, I mean, I think in that way, Aaron provides this object lesson in dealing with people, especially when we're caught between various motivations, right? He wants to be a leader to these people and, to provide strong guidance. On the other hand, he wants to, he's beholden to Moses and God for that matter, in terms of honoring those values. And he's he's really caught in the middle and it's a really tough situation. And so I think that that's a wonderful example to see how he handles it and then how we respond to how he handles it is where a lot of our learning comes in. What do you think that Aaron wanted? I don't that's a great question because it's almost like it's almost like he's a functionary, right? He doesn't even we don't even know what he wants or the Torah doesn't even care what he wants, but I think that that's I think that's a really important question. Cuz he's carrying if we talk about motivations as we have in in thinking about this story like the, to think about what his motivation might be going into it, not how he handles the situation, but if what might he I mean he might think this is the right thing to do. Or he might want he might want to do it just to show the Israelite to teach them a lesson because he knows it's the wrong thing to do, which is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to teach them a lesson by giving them the wrong thing to do and have them mess up. Yeah. I'm not advocating for that. I mean, in a way, that sounds like a parenting technique. I'm not a parent. But letting people hit their own rock bottom. We've talked about that before. Yeah, we've done that. And that's been that's been fine. I mean, sometimes with kids, it's like you just sort of let them do things. Nothing that would ultimately harm them. You don't yeah. want to put them really into harm's way. But sometimes you allow allow them to experience things that you know 
based on your own wisdom and experience is not the best course of action. But sometimes you can't just say that. You have to let them experience it. And maybe maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe Aaron's like, you know what? I've just got to let the Israelites experience this. And then maybe they'll really learn the lesson as opposed to me just saying, nope, no idols, wrong. But say like, okay, you want an idol? Fine, here's an idol. And you'll have to live with the consequences. In this way, I think Aaron is sort of functioning how I was talking about the calf functioning as being a character that facilitates opportunities to demonstrate growth. Mm-hmm. Nice. And do you, how do you think Aaron himself grows during this? Well, I guess we find out later in the Torah that he like is in a position of power. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So hopefully this experience helped mold his leadership capabilities. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a learning experience for him, too. I mean, sometimes as we... We grow in our own roles or or leaders. We have to make choices. And sometimes we're going to make the wrong choices. And we learn from that experience. So maybe it wasn't he was just trying to teach the Israelites and give them a lesson. But he also made a choice and he had to learn from that too. And a lot of violence came from that Mm -hmm. decision. A lot of violence came from a situation that he participated in. And I wonder, yeah, what his healing process was like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we know that everybody, I mean, we hope that at the end of the story, and I think it's true, that everybody comes out the better for it, except for the people who were killed. But the people who are, but everybody else comes out the better for it because they've had this experience. Right. And they've been able to, whether it was misguided or is wrong or they made mistakes, the ability to at least have gone through that experience together hopefully has, one, strengthened relationships among the the various actors in the story, and two, just given each individual the, that opportunity to grow personally. All right, Aaron. Yeah. See? He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Still more to think about. Next time. Next time. Thank you for listening to The Golden Podcast. Our theme music is Degrowth Part 1 by Tsara. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit us at www.rabbi360.com. Until next time.